Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. DJ Manny. Manny. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. What about it? If he naming them, Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoop Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoopy. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio is in the building. This episode of Scoopy Radio is brought to you by Wooter Apparel. Make sure to visit WooterApparel.com. And when you make your first purchase, use the promo code SNOOP, S-N-O-O-P. And you get a discount off your first purchase. Scoopy Radio is the only place where you find never-released interviews. From me, sports and entertainment journalist Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to subscribe to Scoopy Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or visit ScoopyRadio.com. This episode of Scoopy Radio features DJ Clue. My favorite DJ. Rocked out with him forever. And DJ Maniel, the producer of the show. Cue the tape in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's Squilly, y'all. Lay some treats on us. This is Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio in your area code... In yeah, the Breakfast Club Studio. Yep, yep. Here at Power 105. I'm yes, here sir. with the one and only world famous DJ Clue. What up, what up? Ain't nothing, man. Listen, before we start, I gotta know, where do all your drops get inspiration from? 
my my drops as far as the drops I get from all the artists or drops like the ones I, I make up? So you obviously use reverb when you started out, correct? Yeah, yeah. Reverb, echo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, drops came from inspiration, uh, you know, just from vibing out. And, you know, uh, like I would say, I would mess around with different things and, you know, play it back. And whatever sounded good is, is what I would use and run with, man. And I would, like, actually take some of that audio and just, you know, put it into... You know whatever it is, you know reverb or echo chamber, and make it sound dope. And then I'll use them as drops. So I'm gonna be more specific. Where I'm gonna give you a list of different names. I want you to tell me where you got that inspiration from. So number one, Minotti. Uh, I I want to say I want to say I heard that from um, you know I heard, always heard about the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was I I just try to make my put my own little twist to it. You know what I'm saying? So I came up no Illuminati, Clue for Rigno. You know, all the names I, I came like up Lou with. Like Lou Ferrigno the Hulk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Clue Ferrigno. I just came up with different things. Like, you know what I mean? Just to keep it interesting. You know what I mean? Fidel Cashflow, you know. Who is William M. Holler? William Minotti Holler. Yes. Who is they, they, they who always, is William Holler? Well, we used to always be saying, yo, what up? Holler at me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when uh, I think we was doing, in the middle of doing Dynasty album. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I was in the studio with, with Jay, and you know what I'm saying? And, and he he was, he was always liked the lingo that me and my crew used to use. So, you know what I mean? That's where Skio came from. You yes. know, all the, all the phrases came from. So then I came up with, you know, the Holler family. Like, he said, yo, go in the booth, put some vocals on that. So, yo, came up with the Holler, Holler family. You know, William M. Holler, M stand for Minotti, William H. Holler, William Hover Holler. That's where it came from. Who... What is Heavy Components? Was that the, where did that name come from? It was I know it was an album if I'm not mistaken. Heavy, H-E-V? it was a mixtape. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's just like I said, you no know, names I just made up. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Just to keep it interesting, keep it keep it fun, and just keep people's minds as how you're asking where it came from. You know, right. it's a dope name where it came from. Like just keep people interested. That's all, man. So your daughter is 21. My sister is 20, and I'll never forget my my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um. I got a play. It was one of my favorite Christmas gifts. Like my stepdad got me a PlayStation Two, and he got me NBA Live two thousand three. So I, th- I was, you know what? That's funny because I was just thinking about that today. R- what do you mean? Tell me. I, I was thinking about how you know because uh, I think I seen like James Harden post that he was on the cover of the new Live, whatever. Yes. So uh, and I was thinking, my man, like it's, it's, it was not too long ago, not too too long ago, when I produced the intro for Live and had Fab Rap on it. You know what I'm saying? Which I think. Sometimes you get caught in the moment, you don't realize how big some things are that you actually do. You know what I'm saying? But it was a time where, like, you know what I mean? It was ill. Like, I was actually in the game. If you type in the code, I think the code was mixtapes. If you type mixtapes, you know, I personally came up as a player in the game. You know what I'm saying? With the 96 code. rating. You had yeah. a 96 rating I had on 96, live. 96 rating live, yo. T- T- actually, actually, they, they geared me after T Mac. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Who's also a good friend of mine. And also a dope player, you know what I'm saying? So that's what they make, mimic me after. When I got that uh, that game, my sister at the time was six. Mm-hmm. She would walk around the house yelling, yeah, yeah. Oh, DJ right? my mother would be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. They gave me they gave me uh, no restrictions on how to beat with sound, but they gave me sound effects that they wanted me to incorporate into the actual uh, into the actual beat. The whistle. The whistle, the, the feet squeaking, you know what I'm saying, the dunk, you know, all that type of stuff. They gave me those sound effects. So, so I, I was in the studio. I remember we was at uh, at Right Track Studios doing that. I was doing the beat. I came with the beat, and then after, after Fab came with the rap, I had to go back and put the sound effects in from what he was rapping about. 
How long did it take you to produce that? Mm, not, it, only a couple hours. It didn't take me long. Maybe a couple hours. To me, that era was dope because you had the infusion of throwback jerseys, Mitchell and Ness. Fab was like, I, I call Fab, he had three different runs. He had the um, the throwback jersey era. He had the when he kind of took a break. And then now we're kind of like my age group and maybe a little older. They, you know, they, they're considered older now. And I feel like during that time period, you know, it was perfect because it was also the mixtape era. How does that era then Obviously, compared to now, I'm, I'm guessing the biggest thing is the fact that you have the digital and the SoundCloud era that's that's currently right, right. booming. How how does that? Besides the, the fact that there's more digital presence, is there a difference between then and now? Yeah, the music's a little bit different. Uh, I mean, like obviously it's more computer generated. Like you know, what I mean, I, I was actually in the studio today working on on some joints, and uh, uh, a couple of the Play, keep one of the keyboard players, one of the guitar players, a little bit. And we, talk, we were just talking about the difference between now and then, and how you just, you know what I mean. And I was just talking about how you have to have, conform to how the music sounds today. You know what I'm saying? Like the sound of it and just everything. So when you're doing beats, you have to keep that in mind. Like you know what I mean? It's a different, a different day and age. So. Where did you find Fab? Oh well, Fab. Uh, one of the dudes I used to do parties for. They used to hire me to do parties. Uh, managed him and they had came to me like, yo, it can't actually came to, to my manager like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We got an artist, you know what I'm saying? We want you to hear him. And, and then he had the demo. He never played it for me. And then um, <laughs> he was like, oh, and he calls me like, yo, oh, by the way, um, you know, this kid's downstairs. He want to rap for you. Blah, blah, blah. He, he got some dope stuff. And I had I had uh, Noriega up at the radio station at the time that night. And then uh, he came up and I told him to rap. And then he rapped and, and, and you know, the shit was dope. So. You know what I mean? That, that's that's how that history came about. DJ Clue here in studio. Scoopy Radio. Visit ScoopyRadio.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, and everywhere else. The thing, when I first noticed you, I was in eighth grade, and I distinctly remember the backstage uh, movie. Okay. And I remember you were... ADD as hell, as Damon Dash would describe it. He said you were <laughs> actually, actually, actually. To be honest, with you, I really, I really wasn't ADD as hell. Like, you know, uh, that's how he depicted you because you were all over the place. But, but yeah, yeah, he definitely, he definitely uh, depicted me like that. But at the time, I had, I did have a lot of stuff going on. But I, I also had, you know, obviously I had a, a studio on my bus. Like while, while everyone else was running around doing whatever they was doing after the concert, I was focused on getting back to the bus to work on new joints, you know what I'm saying? Because I was inspired from what I was seeing on the tour. But the way that that movie backstage was chopped up was there's so many parts that he left out. Like, Dane made himself look like the superhero on the movie, of course, because it's his movie. And he left out all the parts where I was screaming. If I was screaming back at him or talking shit to him, he left all them parts out and put in the parts he wanted to put in there. Yeah, I remember Like him. any other editor would do if, they was their, if it was their movie. I remember him and Kevin Lyles would go down. He says, breath sting. It's gray like a rainy day. Breath smell like he had a manure milkshake. There's no way, there's no way you're going to executive produce a movie and make yourself, uh, or a documentary and make yourself look bad in it. I'm Ain't sure. no one's going to do that. No, that, 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 that. They, they, they may seem like me and being Seagull had a real fight or something. Yeah, because I remember in the movie, like, you spit out blood and you poured water on your hand, and they poured water on your hand. What happened? Now, we, we were actually, we, we was all drinking, and me and, and Beans were, like, play boxing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he ended up, he hit me by mistake. He's like, oh, my bad. You know what I'm saying? But but Dame, editing the movie, made, made it seem like, you know, me and Beans had beef. We had a fight. He snuffed me, and 
made it look crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. The focus individual is yourself. How hard was it to be distracted on tour? I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely can be a distraction. It was always after parties, always females running around, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, for the most part, when, when, whenever I, the tour was so much going on, it was so much like, whenever I got a break, I would fly home or I would, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was trying to, you know, get back to reality and just chill, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, after a while, it, it becomes draining to be going city after city after city and doing shows and, you know, you wake up and you're on a tour bus and like, who... It's not fun. No one can tell you it's fun sleeping on a tour bus. Well, yeah. You'd rather sleep in your own bed. You know what I mean? I, so. I don't know how DJ Khaled does it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, that that mixtape, uh, there are two songs to me that stood out. Obviously, everybody knows The Best of Me Part 2 with Maya and Jay. The other one was The People's Court. Okay. Um, To me, it, uh, the fact that you sampled... Judge Wapner's People's Court was like fascinating to me. I play I played that in my dorm room in college pretty much every day while I was doing my homework. Did you produce that beat? No, nah, no, nah, I, I didn't produce that beat. Um, I actually collabed. I forget who I collabed with on that joint, but damn, I forget who I collabed on that joint. But uh, I always had the sample, you know what I'm saying. But then when someone else presented it to me, you know what I'm saying, I was like, okay, that's dope. Let's run with it. And and as I was. You know, creating all them other songs, like, you know, it was dope to be able to let some other producers come in and do some joints here and there, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I, mean, I think definitely. that 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 album to me was dope. And then obviously go into um, The Best of Me Part 2, Scoopy Radio DJ, Clue in the studio. Did you actually have both of them in the studio at the same time or were those beats nah, they sent out? Nah, that, that, was, that was like, you know what I'm saying, something we, we, have, we were putting together, you know what I'm saying, uh, me, Trackmasters, Steve Stout. You no, know, Jay. You know what I'm saying. We all came up with with the whole idea to do the joint, and then we was like, "Yo, let's put on the on the, on the backstage joint." You know what I'm saying? Might as well. You know what I'm saying? You got to doing the backstage album. You know, Jay was didn't have an album coming out anytime soon, so we said, "Hey, let's you know what I mean. Let's get together and, and do a collab." Shot the video, which was amazing back then. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. You know what I'm saying? We had the six fours in there. You know, Cali vibes. Yeah, Malibu it was dope. Another remix uh, that's priceless is uh, Mariah Carey, Nas, and Joe, uh, Make It Last. Definitely, definitely. Clue, that to me, a lot of I think a lot of kids were made uh, to that song. <laughs> a lot of buns was had. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that, that's the idea I had came up with. And then um, uh, actually, uh, the start of that song, I went to Mariah's crib and we were in the living room and we just came started coming up with, you know what I'm saying, different parts of the song. And then uh, we was trying to figure out who we wanted to put on it, and then we, uh, we we hit Joe up, you know what I mean? And um, we just sat there and vibed out. Me, me, her, and Joe went to the studio, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we we all sat down and like you know power out and you know wrote wrote the joint out. And after that, it was time to max the max the beat out and make the beat sound exactly like the original. There's no samples in that, so everything was replayed on there from drums to any instrument was played there was no no sample so everything was played all the way through so any bass changes or anything like that even down to the percussion was played live clue how what was it like in studio working with mariah um mariah's a she's a super perfectionist man so she wants to make sure everything you know what i'm saying she takes the time to do her vocals and she'll do them again and again until she gets it right you know what i mean so she definitely 
is the type of person that if she if she wants you to hear her music, it has to be right. Like she's not playing around at all. I was looking at something on Instagram within the last couple of weeks. I think it, and I think you produced it. You, that's what it was. You did this uh, so into you with um, Fab. Right, right. And there's two versions: the version with Ashanti and a version with Tamia. And you, and I remember you put on Instagram. You said that she gave you a hard time, but it was one of the best songs that she ever did. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like I pushed it. Like even when you, if you go back and listen to the original Tamia, so into you. You can hear like she's singing, but she's not, you know, she's not going for it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when she came in the studio with me, I pushed her, and it's like she she kind of redid the same song, but she pushed it and really like you wouldn't be able to tell she could sing as good as she can as when you hear it on the version I did because I think I pushed it out of her to make her really go for it and really you know what I'm saying and blow them vocals out. That song was another one. Uh, I, when I was dating in college, uh, my ex girl, that was our song, and that to me, that song though was dope because I remember when I can say it now I was downloading music in college in my dorm room for free, for for, uh, for free, like Drake said. But um, <laughs> why was there two different versions of that song? Why was there one with Tamia and why was there one with Maya and why didn't the, you mean Ashanti? I'm sorry, Ashanti and Tamia. And why were there two different versions? Why did did Ashanti not make the cut for the actual video? Uh, we we just was trying to do like give it a different vibe, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like give it a different vibe, and uh, we figured like yo, hey, why don't we try to get Tamia? Like since she did the original, why don't we try to get Tamia to actually, you know what I'm saying? To be in the video and give the whole give the song a whole fresh look. So that was that was really it was, it was nothing, you know, what I'm saying to do with trying to nix nobody. Like sure, that. no, no. Yeah. I, I just wanted a clarification because I never understood why in my download, and I was like, yo, this don't sound like uh, Tamia. This is Shanti. Curious. Um, one of the guys that I've, I've I've profiled over the last few years is um, Lenny Cook. Okay. Um, Lenny, to me, they often say he was LeBron before LeBron, and I remember seeing you in Fab videos with Lenny. No, definitely. That's the, that's the homie. <laughs> what I mean, how the hell was Lenny seventeen, but people thought he was so old and was able to just bypass everything? He was like an old soul forever. No, 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 definitely. I mean, I mean Len- Lenny was, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> he was definitely one of the best players who Smoke I've seen play ball who, who didn't make the league. You know what I'm saying? There'd be people who, who say, oh, he should have been. But this kid was special, man. You know what I mean? He definitely he was a special player, man. He had, he had, you know, the passing, the shooting. You know what I'm saying? He had the crazy hops, like dribbling, everything. He, he had it all. He had paused the full package. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Sometimes the streets hold you back, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of stuff he did came back to haunt him, you know what I'm saying? Like hanging out and hitting the clubs and, you know, came back to haunt him. Did you see that LeBron and Lenny ABCD camp game? Were you there for that? No, no I actually wasn't there for that game. No. Damn. I was trying to get a headline. <laughs> DJ Clue in the studio. Now, you, in a lot of respects, were the original uh, mixtape DJ in the sense of you had Biggie Smalls. Shouting you out in drops. When you first heard that, where were you? When he was like, Clue, I got to get my, my tape out. Like, where were you the first time? Or where were you when you heard that he mentioned you on a mixtape? Nah, some, I think someone someone uh, called me and told me about it. I want to I say I want to say I, I heard of something. Because I know I, I had got the recording because I had touched the recording and, uh, and, and did something with it. But, um. Yeah, no, nah, I, th- I think I, I heard him say, like, yo, Clue, I'm looking for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, 
whatever, whatever. But you know, it it was all good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like we we uh we worked it out. You know what I'm saying? Diddy called uh when I was working at uh Interscope. I mean, actually at RC at the time. Mm-hmm. Diddy called and you know we you know what I'm saying we spoke and we worked it out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no it wasn't no big thing, man. We worked it out and smoothed it out. Who is the most interesting person in studio? Uh, is it who out of Jay, Biggie, and Puff? Who is has the most interesting rituals while they're in studio? You look at Ray Allen. He in basketball, he's very rigid. He has a, a schedule. You look at LeBron. He's stretching a lot before the game. When you look at those three guys, who would you say have the most interesting studio? You recording? said Jay, Jay, Puff, Puff, and Big. And Big. Well, I I think with Puff. You know what I'm saying? Working with him, man, it's like he like when I would go to uh to Daddy's house, he would have like you go there, it'd be total in one room working and you have you know what I'm saying, you might have Big working in one room and you uh-huh. might have Craig Mack working in another room. Like he was had he used to be bouncing over from room to room working on songs. So it was crazy. Like he like he'd be in one room, like, yo, I gotta go work with Total, I'll get back in like an hour. He'll go in there and work with Total, you know what I'm saying? So he 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 was going for it. You know what I'm saying? Like he had it moving like they had. I ain't gonna lie. They used to, you know, what I'm saying he would be there all times of the night. You know, what I'm saying working on songs. So, you know, plus work ethic was, was was serious. When I was in college, I watched backstage, and I, I guess that's when everybody realized that Jay did not write down near a single word, uh, near a single lyric, and a, and you know down he he had it all from memory. And I remember watching him and Pharrell in studio. I remember watching him and Timbaland in studio. Do you think people, again, we talked about backstage and how Damon Daz executive produced it. Do you think on the side of Jay that people overly exaggerate or people just are, are fascinated with the fact that he doesn't write? Like, why is that? I, th- I think Jay started doing that because um, I think it helps him rem- remember his songs. Because there's been times where we've been on stage before, like when he first started, when I was going over, he'd be on stage, he would like Scoop forget a line or two. Like, he'd be like, yo. He tapped me like, "Yo, what's?" He be like, and I had to be like, "Yo, blah, 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 like, cause he, like, sure. you know what I mean." But I think, coming from that, I think he just would sit and like, you know what I mean? He's like, "Yo, you know what? Maybe I could memorize it better if I just keep saying it back to myself over and over again." And he used to write like that. He used to get in the car like, "Yo, give me, give me like a day or two. He'll go, he'll ride around, you know what I'm saying, with his driver in, in the car while he was going to thing and make up his lines and stuff. And he'll call me like, "Ooh, I got, ooh, I got a line. Ooh, yeah." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. That's how it will be, for real. DJ Clue in studio at the spacious Power 105 Scoopy Radio talking about his history. Uh, and one thing I, I want to make sure that I mention, I got this uh, Clue Lace right here. No, definitely. You Clue and laces. Randy. Yeah, me and my partner, uh, SO, DJ, DJ SO Randy. We got the Clue Laces out. You know what I'm saying? Look for that. We're also working on a documentary. And also, uh, I got... um. Uh, the Clue Radio app getting ready to drop soon, so you can look for that. So I want to talk about the Clue Lace first. When Randy first handed this to me, I was like, "Wait, we in the studio? I don't want any weed." But then I was, because I look at the color, I was like, "Oh, all right." Uh, <laughs> <Just> packaging, right? <laughs> the packaging, is crazy. packaging was like, uh, "That's yeah. not quite a dub. That's not quite a ten dollars." I mean, from what I understand, you got guys that are actually currently rocking it. What what makes Clue Lace so special? Uh, it's it's definitely the first no tie shoelace. You know what I'm saying? So. If you have kids out there or, or you know how, how strenuous it is to like, yo, like every time you turn around, yo, tie your shoelace. Your shoelace is untied. <laughs> you ain't got to do that. These are the no-tie right. shoelaces. You know what I'm saying? They, they flexible. 
it dope. It was good for like especially kids in sports if they're playing basketball. You don't want to have to stop the game for them from them running up and down the court. You know what I'm saying? Because their shoelaces aren't tied, they might trip over them. These, you know what I mean? You could just set them one time and they be and they, and they never go loose. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's dope for that too. And and you know obviously they look stylish too. They do. Yeah. How many other colors you got? Uh, I think right now we got twelve colors. Okay. You can work on some more. We are gonna have some more some exclusive colors coming out. You know what I'm saying? We are doing some collabs with a couple artists too, so. You can look for that, definitely. I mentioned Jay in the whole uh, uh, fade to black, and then you see Diddy. You know, he had his documentary that dropped, I think, 4th of July mm-hmm. weekend. I guess I feel old now because I watched you when you were writing your story, you know, as a kid. And, you know, you, you're considered an OG. You know, you got other guys that are coming in, want to be you or, or live up to, to all that you've accomplished. Tell me more about your documentary. Uh, it's 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 gonna it's gonna take you into different phases of my career. Like you know what I mean. To start, you know, what I'm saying obviously we have to go to Queens. You know, check out Mom's crib, the basement, where it all started at. You know, what I'm saying uh, different times when I was producing with different people, different travels. You know, what I'm saying of course it's gonna have twists with the trial and tribulations. You know, what I'm saying that type of stuff. But you know, it's like with, with any story, you gotta make sure you focus on the good and the bad and all the positives and all the negatives. You know what I'm saying? So we want to have it well rounded. So that people could really understand the story and know know where the grind came from. The app, tell me more about it. Uh, I can I can tell you a little bit about the app. It's gonna have you know it's gonna be obviously it's gonna have streaming. It's gonna have a bunch of songs on there radio. here and there. You know what I'm saying? Different material. Uh, of course, you're gonna have exclusive songs, um, mixes from a lot a lot of uh, the popular DJs around the country. Uh, it's gonna have on demand stuff. It's gonna have lots of videos. You know what I'm saying? Exclusive interviews. You know what I mean? So it's going to be dope, man. Look for it. Why do you not drop any more mixtapes? Like you did, obviously, when people were fiending for it like a fan. I mean, I don't think it's... it's with the way internet's set up nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's so many uh, ways to get music nowadays. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's different than before. You know what I mean? So when I do do an uh, EP or a mixtape, I'm going to make sure I have a bunch of exclusive music. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, it ain't the same. Like, if you put, you know, mixtape together and put them out... It's like everyone has the same songs as soon as they drop. You know what I mean? So it's not the same as it was back in the days. Honestly, what I what I respect about the evolution of the DJ, you know, you have guys that came before you um, that were just respected as the DJ, and that's it. Now you, you have people like Flex. You have guys like Envy. You have guys like you who went from being the, the person that everybody in the neighborhood respected to, you know, turning it basically into a nine-to-five while you could still make it happen. You know, even on The Breakfast Club, you have Angela Yee, who was a manager. You have Charlemagne, who was robbing to somebody's Batman. Um, and then you look at hip-hop, where you have guys like Jay, who has have turned hip-hop into a 401k plan. Um, what do you feel like, you as considered an OG or a legend, where do you think is next uh, for the DJ, where they're not just hosting or, or morning or afternoon radio? What's next for the I mean, DJ? I, I mean, I think I think a lot of DJs are trying to like, figure out their way in with the artists and production. And, you know, as you can see, you know what I'm saying, drama has Uzi and, you know what I'm saying, I mean, like I did with Fab and, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot, it's a lot of different, uh, different places people can go and different ways people can... Uh, can can find it to make money and make a career out of doing stuff, man. So like, you know what I mean? I, I think especially with the digital age, I think people are gonna figure out different ways to to monetize the actual you know DJ game. Last question: In our lifetime, do you think we will ever see a full blown out Rockefeller reunion tour? Um, 
I personally don't think so, but I think, you know what I mean, at some point I think Jay might take the team on, on the road, you know what I'm saying? But I think, you know, right now it's too much going on for himself to be able to, you know what I'm saying, dim it down a notch and, 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 and revert back to, to the past, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing so much. He's still rocking out with his own stuff. He has title and he has Rock Nation. So it's a lot of stuff going on, man. It's hard to, you know what I mean, to – Dibble and dabble in two main things, but maybe sometime in the future, maybe. I'm with it. Clue Lace, DJ Clue app. Yeah, the Clue and app. The new single last night featuring Future and True Life. Make sure you download iTunes, stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, iHeart, all that. Clue and honor, sir. Thank you. Love, man. Yes, sir. Scoop B. Yes, sir. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to Scoop B Radio. And a programming note, make sure you guys check out Scoop's top plays. Follow my Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Also, check out my Facebook like page. Search Facebook.com slash Scoop B. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.